I was I was blessed being in the projects and having a bed, having a place to sleep, having a mom and dad to cook for me, having an oven. You know, I was I was blessed to have that. This episode is brought to you by Texas Chicken and Burgers. Texas Chicken and Burgers serves delicious food. Me and Slim, we love it so much. It is 100% halal. I love the spicy chicken sandwich. Honestly, has the best spicy chicken sandwich I've ever had. They have 36 locations across New York City, Philadelphia, and D.C. area. Texas chicken is the perfect meal to have delivered through DoorDash, Uber Eats, or Grubhub. Go to www.texaschickenandburgers.com for their menu, locations, and how to order delivery or pickup. That's www.texaschickenandburgers.com for all information on their menu, location, and if you want to order a delivery or pickup. Have Texas Chicken and Burgers delivered straight to your door. Thank you to Texas Chicken Burgers for sponsoring this podcast. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to another episode of Socially Profiled. I am your host, Adam Saleh, alongside with my brother, my co-host, Slim Al-Bah. What's poppin', baby? Marhaba. Ahlam wa sahlam, man. It's been a long journey. Feels so weird to be back in America. In America, man. You and have I'm, the Kenyan. Some got the Kenyan outfit going yo, on. Yo, man, I forgot we've been we've been in Kenyan Kenya for such a long time, Walla. Like I feel, I feel like I'm still there. Like my brain is still stuck in Kenya right now. Honestly, yo, I'm so I'm so so jet lag. I have this Kenyan shirt right here. I was supposed to give it to to my nephew Mohsen, but um, uh, I knew it was gonna kind of gonna be. Yeah, but where where you get that from, Baby Gap? No, no, I got it. I, I got it. <laughs> Yo, the funniest thing yesterday, I remember I was so out of it yesterday when we returned. We flew. It was a long, long flight, like over 20 hours. Yeah. And uh, I remember your dad came with the package. And your dad's like, he opened the shirt. And he's like, he's like, it's so small. What are you getting? This is so small. Yeah, no, see this shirt right here? I ordered it online and I was going to wear it in Kenya. But um, uh, for some reason, it came really, really short. But um, uh, yo, thank you guys so much to everybody. Who's pulling up to a new episode of Socially Profiled? Me oh, and Slim. yeah, man. Whew. Yo, we're here to tell them all the stories, all the juice, all the details of, of our of our trip in Africa. Yeah. Well, Kenya, you know, exact to be exact, because there's fifty over fifty countries in Africa. Yeah, so Kenya. We went to Kenya, and specifically, we went to Wajir, Kenya. That's the place where we did the our charity life changing project, which is Wajir is actually. It's a it's a city in Kenya, but it's close to the borderline of uh, Somalia. Somalia, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's all literally Somalians. it's all yeah. It's it's all Somalis in uh not Somalians. It's all Somalis. Somalis is that the plural word yeah, of saying? It. Yeah, plural of saying. Uh, it's all it's all Somalis in um uh, in Wajir, yeah. Kenya. But a lot of people call it Wajir, Somalia, just because it's a lot of yo. Like, well, uh, honestly, Somalis, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. In Kenya. Yo, they're so nice, bro. Like, they're so sweet. They're all kind-hearted people, I swear. Like, I met some of the sweetest people over there. I loved it there. I felt like I was at home. Uh, we stayed the first day in Nairobi, Kenya, which is like an African New York. That's what people are telling me. It's that's, that's the way I would describe it. Yeah, so so let, let's start. Let's tell them this whole story. From the from beginning. Start to the end. And let's introduce everyone that came with us. Because honestly, we went there as like, you, you know, strangers. But we left as family. Everyone, definitely. Whole, definitely. Muslims of the world, MOTW family, man. Seriously, I, I miss y'all so much. So everybody's watching. Hopefully, the whole crew. I'm uh, let's let's name them: Sajad, Fatima, Yasmin, uh, Yazin, Slim, Adam, Tone, Tone Trump. I don't know why he's that. Ala, 
على اما يوسف فوسي مفتي رفيق مفتي رفيق سوف Jaydeen. Jaydeen, and I think that's it. Yeah, so 12, right? It. Is that 12 people? We're missing anybody. Yeah, I'm that's... so, so sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, we got everybody. Yeah, that's that's everybody. That's Yo, it, it, was, it was such a random... You know what's cool about it? All of us come from different backgrounds. Yeah, Moroccan. Both... Souf is Maghrebi, yeah. Moroccan. We're Yemeni. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, it's a lot. It's hard to go by each, each one. But basically, yeah, we're all different. Like, we all have different backgrounds. We all have different stories. But we came together as Muslims of the world. And we helped give back to a small village in Waijir. We helped blind people see for the first time. We helped deaf kids hear for the first time. It not was not just deaf kids, also deaf adults. You know, deaf, deaf adults. Yeah, deaf, it, it, it's it's a city, as I said, Waijir, Kenya. is a city that needs a lot, a lot of help. And honestly, you never know. Like when you give back and help places like this, as J. Dean said, this could be your ticket to Jannah. You yeah, know, so that's beautiful to say, bro. That's like so. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's literally it gives me shivers and ah oh, man. I, now it's just depressing moments where like I was sleeping last night. Well, you you slept mad early. Oh, D, I was out and and I was I was laying down and I was just depressed. I was like, damn, like I'm just bored and sad. Like we're gone. It was just so much fun in Kenya. So our first day, we were in Nairobi. It was the day where we all got to know each other. You know, all of us got to like. I mean, me and you, me and you and Yusuf got to know each other, but we already know each other, but. We all, as a crew, you know, with Tone, with Mufti, Yusuf, all of us, we all got to know each other the first day. Oh, we went to the um, Giraffe World. What was it? We went to Giraffe we went World. To Slim's and that's when I got bitten by a giraffe, bro. Like, yo, yo. <laughs> tell us what exactly happened. Yo, that was so weird. I was just yeah. taking photos. Yazin was, you know, getting ready to take photos of me. Yeah, I don't know. Yazin, he's the, uh, the head of media of Muslims uh, of the World. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's an awesome photographer. Uh, awesome at videography and filmmaking. No, 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 not videographer. He's the head of media. Media, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how you say it. Yeah, the head of media, yeah. But he, he's also, he's a great filmmaker. He's really good at what he does. He's the magic, I like to call him the magic man behind the camera, honestly. But yeah, he, he was taking some photos of me while I was uh, feeding a giraffe. And while I was feeding this giraffe, it literally bit my whole hand. Like, it stuck my whole hand into his mouth and it bit the crap of my finger like really hard because it, it thought it was a piece of uh, yeah. the, the the food it seemed like it seemed like the food was was like this it looked like your little finger like a half yo finger. It, it was actually painful it really it actually really really hurt well i'm not yeah. gonna lie and the crazy part yazan caught the exact moment where he yeah, bit my finger and my reaction looking to the draft like this i wish someone got the video of it we didn't get no video of it but yo that that that, that, that just the photo itself it's on my instagram if you guys want to see it at slim underscore simplification, but it was actually pretty funny, man. Honestly, nah, man. Honestly, I was I was scared to feed the giraffes. Oh my god! Because their tongue was like so long, but it was that first day was just a fun time to get to know each other. Um, then the next day, that's when it got like like serious. Like, I, it's time to let's go, guys. You know, this is this is the time where us as creators we have to come together and 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 let's get together and let's make this life changing project and show it to the whole public. And honestly. Muslims of the world, they did an amazing job. UMR, they did an amazing job on like organizing everything. And Yo, everything, everything was so professional, professional. man. Honestly, <laughs> best organization I've ever worked with, hands yeah, down. You, Super you professional. Yeah. You know, they they had everything ready for us. Every city, like we we didn't have to worry about nothing, dude. Like we didn't have to worry about. We just put, we just got there. And be ourselves and be honestly. ourselves and did what we have to do. You know, like that's why I, I respect they, they like a lot of uh. Like, there's always times when we work with people, like, they're very unprofessional. Super unprofessional, yeah. You know, but the Muslims of the world held it down. Like, they did everything perfectly. And it, it was just overall an amazing experience. The first night we went to Wajir, it was such a different vibe, the, right? The moment we went to the hotel, it was so different. That's when it hit us, right? That's when, like, it, hit that's when it hit us. You go inside and, like, 
you, you, you got to have this bed bug spray. Before you even go inside, how many security checks do we have to pass to go? Yo, like, <laughs> yo, like eight or nine security checks. Just yo. so many security checks. It's like, like yo. And I'm like, surprised they actually took COVID very seriously over there. Like, every everywhere we go, they make you wash your hands and you, you wear a mask. So the, the COVID rules over there were very, very serious. But I'm sure the cases there aren't very too high. Like, it's not I, like New York. New York, in, uh, anywhere in America. That's, oh. It's only America where it has a lot of COVID uh, cases. We got, yeah. In Africa, it was... Seems kind of chill, but they do still take it serious. We came out negative, alhamdulillah. We still are negative. Um, yeah. So if anyone is worried about COVID, blah, blah blah, this and that, the fact that we went there to help, you know, to help the people in need during a pandemic, I think that's way more like that's way more important. The fact that we went there during a pandemic. So yeah. if anyone is saying stuff like we put everything down, yeah. we risked a lot to go out there to help and give back to you know our community. So yeah, so, well, so we went to Wajir. And the first day in Wajir, it was still a chill out. Like, was it not chill out, but it was like a, we visited a school and a hospital, I believe, just to like give out candy and have a good time. Uh, that was kids. the second day. The first day we got there, we was at the hotel. And you know what really hit me the most, it was different, was because the food, man. Like, it, it, we had the same thing on the menu every single day. And, same thing. And the crazy thing is, that's a five-star resort. Like, we stayed at the best hotel in Wajir. Wajir Palace Hotel, well, man. Yeah, it's it, it good. It's good hotel. Like, compared to everything else. Everybody else is living in huts and stuff. You know what I mean? So, like, the ho- the, ho- the hotel is, is considered luxury, like, compared to the city of Wajir. Because, like, people don't really have much over there in the city. And it's, it's pretty sad, Wallah, because we got to experience that firsthand. I, I swear, you guys were probably sleeping, but during the middle of the night, the lights went off. It was a blackout. Well, <laughs> really? Like, like in Yemen, like out of nowhere, the lights came off. I got scared. Well, no back. way. And out of nowhere, everything turned off. Like my laptop charger wasn't charging no more. And then 10 minutes later, it came back. And I'm not going to lie, I seen a few bed bugs. I couldn't sleep because I seen bed bugs. I seen grasshoppers. I seen spiders. Yo, I, it was just, you I feel like your room, you got the most, you had the most bugs. I don't know. It was Adam. Adam's room, I guess. I don't but. know, man. I, I sprayed myself with with a lot of stuff. It, it's just really tough living there. But but for other for other people who are in Wajir or anywhere in Africa, to them that's like that, that's that's the fact lovely. that they got a bed and a roof. They're good. You know what I'm saying? Because people when we went to go visit the 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 places the places in Wajir, they had houses made out of sticks, made out of huts. So it honestly made me feel super grateful. So yeah, and you know what they do for shade, bro? We at least we have, we have there's like a little mini AC in the room. You know what they do for shade? They go under trees. They sit on the trees for the shade because wow. it's so hot outside. Yeah. It's abnormally hot in Wajir. Like tell me, we were there and we was working like in all day in the morning, and it's just extremely hot. And it's so hot to the point where it's like not good for your brain. Like it's just like it makes you like so like a like impatient and stuff. You know, yeah. like the fact that these people are always like still happy. And they're so strong in faith. It's, it's, it's so, like, beautiful to me, man. Like, yeah. honestly. Honestly, as I, I keep saying, their happiness is a whole different meaning than than our happiness here in America. Like, you, you tell me the definition. What do you think is the definition of happiness in, Amer- in America? What, what do you think? I mean, the American dream, as you as people say, is, you know, a house, white picket fence, car, a house, family. No, a car, like a, a house, house, a house, car, wow, a house. car, and a family. That's that's the American wow. dream. You wow, know, basically, wow. like that's a good job. You know, like I, I remember Sajad, the, the the founder of MOTW Muslims of the World. He went to like a whole neighborhood in Wajir, and he you know he, he loves helping. He went to that neighborhood just to see what they want. You know what they wanna, what they want to, what they want and need. You know, and how Muslims of the World and UMR can help them. He asked them, and. Shout out Abdul Ghani. Abdul Ghani, he is someone who's local there. That's who my helped guy. Us out. That's Abdul my Ghani, dude. My guy, man. We miss him out. That's what we miss. I love that guy. He's such a, he's such a <laughs> so cool guy. He asked him, he translated to, to Sajad. 
and all they wanted was simple medical medical aid, like like simple medical oh, stuff man. because they can't travel. There's only one hospital in all of Wajir, and they can't tr- travel to there. They don't have enough funds to travel there. Yeah, they that, don't have enough funds. All that, they want is medical, simple medical. A aid. clinic, a clinic, a clinic. Because that's all they. That's what they asked for. They said anything. We could ask for anything. They could have asked for a shelter because they live in huts. They like, don't even. They could have asked for houses. They could have uh, asked yeah, a house. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like a sh- like somewhere where they could like stay iPads, indoors. They could have asked for, you know, random stuff. But, they but asked like for medical clinic, a clinic. Yeah. They said because a lot of mothers and fathers are, are dying. They're dying over here, and, and it honestly touched my heart when I when I seen them. When I see them saying that, I was like, "Wow, something so simple. All they want is medical, yeah. simple medical." Aid. Like, like, I'm, like, talk about like the simple things that we get fixed over here. Like, they can't do it back home. You know, like it's not easy to get that medical attention because they don't have a clinic and they have to travel so far and they don't have the funds to travel. So well, it's, it's so, so sad to think about. Well, yeah, like, but they they were still happy. Something in them they were so happy. They were still having fun. Uh, they were still like laughing. You know, having a good time because to them they're just living a day. You know, just. It's another day for them tomorrow. You know, another day for them is just they're just living another day to be normal. For us, look at that. We're the next day we have to vlog. We have to go do this. We have to go. We're going out, chill there. Oh, we have to travel here, travel. For them, every day is literally like the same day. They're just looking around to get to stay alive. You know, to stay close to to Allah and because there were um, most of them were were Muslim there, but it was um. It was just very, very humbling, a humbling experience. Definitely, definitely humbling experience. Um, especially after visiting that school, the kids travel from the from the, the small village we went to. The kids travel about a 30, 30 a thirty five minute walk to school every single day. And and Abdul Ghani was telling me how some of the kids get bitten. Uh, they get bitten by um by snakes, snakes, snakes on the way going travel. to school. Wow, like, wow. and if you get bitten by a snake with no clinic nearby, you. You know, you get poisoned, you can't get cured. How are you going to get cured? You know what I mean? So, like, it, it, they have such a, a hard way of living. And I remember meeting some of the kids. You know, um, one of the uh, there was this one brother. He was, like, 6'3". He's so tall. He so was tall. The, he was fast, too, a fast yeah. runner. And I was just thinking, oh, yo, this kid could be a, a hooper, bro. Like, he yeah. could be a hooper. Like, if, if he had, a, like, a basketball if, – if he was a real kid born in Brooklyn – he would he could have had potential to be a serious hooper in the NBA. You know? He could have been but in the NBA. We, we uh, Suf, uh, if you guys know Suf, he, uh, he's a creator, Instagram creator. Suf, Suf's videos, Moroccan brother we met, lovely kid. I love that dude so much. He's he's a he's a funny dude. Um, he has a, a merch called Halal Wrist, a little mini basketball hoop, and he gifted it to the school. And the little kids, they they didn't, they never seen a basketball in their life. That's when it, that's what hit me hard. I'm like, yeah. damn, they never. They didn't know what to do with the basketball. They were playing volleyball with the basketball. Yeah, they, they couldn't grab the ball. They were just yeah. using it as a volleyball. So we had to teach them how to. We're trying to tell them how to basketball. Teach yeah. them how to dunk. It's crazy. So they don't know. They don't watch like basketball. They don't know who's LeBron. They don't know who's Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, or anybody. So they're just living. They're just there to to live another day, man. As I was saying, they're they're they have literally nothing, but at the same time, they still have everything. I don't know if that explains. Yeah, explains it. They still got everything. They still feel happy, but. But what, what, it's I, yeah, it's, it's just sad seeing that, seeing that they gotta go through having the least out of every single day. You know, just giving them a lollipop makes them so happy. Oh you know? wow! Just for them to travel to to travel from from their school from here to there would probably take like 40, 50 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like it take 40, 50 minutes. But yeah, the next day, that's when the whole process started. Like the whole official, official like life changing project was about to start. The first day was the hearing aids. The hearing aids. That's what we did. For, yeah, we so did the, we, we had did to go aids. to, which is for just sixty dollars, you can uh, you can change a life and make someone hear again. You make children hear again. Make an adult hear again for just sixty dollars by giving them a hearing aid. 
Yeah. You know, these these the people of Wajir, they can't even like they can't even get a meal for a dollar or two a day. They can rarely get a dollar for a day or two dollars a day. They can't. Yeah, they can't afford to so, put meals on their table. So like sixty dollars is, is them, enough to sponsor one hearing aid. Yeah, and sixty dollars to them is like. Could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's to big that's money, and it's nothing for us because, like, sixty dollars. I'm pretty sure everybody we know has sixty dollars. Like, pay, they paid more than sixty dollars for their sneakers. Bro, some people pay 100%. sixty dollars for for their for a haircut. You know, yeah. <laughs> and for them, sixty dollars to get their to get their hearing back. You know, their ability to hear again. So it was just so humbling. Once we got there, they told us the whole process. You know, they told us the whole process and. How do they do everything? They showed us what they do. You know, we love seeing everything in person. You know, with this whole charity project that we do with the Muslim, what we did with the Muslims of the world, they showed us exactly what they're doing. And we seen it in firsthand. Like those kids, they couldn't hear at all. And then after doing the process, you know, of like checking first if they have anything internal in their brain, you know, then they check, they clean up their ears a little bit. They, they see the size of the yeah. hearing aid. And then after that, they, they start clapping. And, and, and it's weird. It's crazy. For, it's, it's our process just to find out if the person's eligible for a hearing aid for 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 um a, yeah for a hearing, hearing aid. aid yeah. So it's an hour process just to find out so if they if, if they're not eligible, they get sent back home. And, it, and most of these people come a long way to that clinic just, just to check just to check. And if they they're not eligible, it's it's so sad because they gotta get sent back, and it hurts. It's the only hospital. It's the only hospital in Wajir. One hospital in the whole city. Wow. And. People travel 10 miles. They walk 10 miles to go there, to get there. You know, I've seen the mothers and fathers with their kids, you know, and, coming there to make them. You remember the their... first day we got there? You remember how many people was out in the front? It's hundreds of people. There was hundreds of people out in the and, front, and, and it's so hot. And and this was this was during the pandemic. I heard yeah. last year when they went last year, it was even more packed because it wasn't a pandemic. So this was considered like like less people because of the pandemic. But I've seen, I seen so many kids with their parents. They weren't able to hear. And um, the kids who were um, the kids who were deaf in in Wajir, they're considered like like, like they, people don't really care about them. They don't really teach them about. They don't really educate them, so they don't know nothing. They're like left out. You have no yeah. purpose in life. So the fact that they're getting their hearing back, it will change their life completely. They will start. They will start talking. They will start learning how to do speech. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's, it's like being a baby all over again, like yo, teaching them how to speak from the beginning. You know, yeah, after they get their hearing, it's, it's, I remember this. This is the first kid we seen. The first yeah. kid we seen. I believe his name was Muhammad, Muhammad Abdi, Muhammad Abdi. That's the first kid we seen. He was around 10, 10 years old, eleven years old. He was with his mom and dad. They start. They did the whole process to him. Wallah, man, this this made me cry so many times. So I watched it. When I was watching the videos, I swear I was crying in my hotel room. I was just tearing just yeah. tearing because i was watching it i didn't want to cry there because i don't want to just like but i don't know i was holding i'm the type to hold in to hold it in but once the kid once muhammad started hearing his mother the first thing he heard was his mother his mom was like abdi 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 and then he, he started hearing it like he walked around i swear man he just started crying and the, honestly like well it touched my heart like all he wanted was just to hear well just to hear so th- th- this makes me I don't know. It, it, it humbles me even more as a person, and it makes me want to do work like this even more because the world needs us, man. Yeah. There's so many people in this world that are that need that need us. You know, you know, we're here in America. We forget about we forget about that. Nobody nobody cares about that. They yeah. think of it as like 
So it's different when you go in person and you, you experience it firsthand, honestly. Like you could hear about it. You could like listen to people tell stories about it. You could see it on a YouTube video. But when you go and experience this for yourself and you see the reactions of the kids in, right in front of your face, like it changes you and it changes your outlook on life and your whole perspective. And it makes me love doing things like this because it honestly, it honestly gives me a purpose. You know, it gives me more of a purpose in life, you know, to give back. You know, this is something like I love to do. You know, it's eye opening for me every single time. It woke me up spiritually, you know, like th this trip, it, ho it woke me up spiritually and, and we, and I was blessed to do it with the best group of people. Like, well, I feel like Allah like brought us all together to, voilà. to do this powerful act, you know, don't you notice like the group that we were with, like all of us together at one point, none of us were talking to each other. Like with, with Fusi, we were not, at one point we had like beef a little bit with Jay Dean. We kind of like weren't talking to each other. We didn't, we had like, not like beef, but like we're just distanced from each other. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just like, and now we were together, you know what I'm saying? And we also had a Mufti with us yeah. who, who educated us on a lot of stuff. Man. He, 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 he was the spiritual guide of the trip. Mufti held like, uh, like, Mufti I, Rafiq, man. I, I love that dude. I love that Mufti dude. Rafiq. He's such a, he's such a cool guy, he, man. Very, we're going to have him on the podcast soon. Oh, he's going to be on our podcast. He's going to be on the week. podcast next, next week, week episode. Week. I can't wait. I can't wait to have him. He's such a, Bro, like intelligent. He, he's very, very intelligent. He he's wise with the words and like he I, he helped out he helped us out a lot on this trip. Everybody, I feel like Fusi too, like like as well, like Fusi during that trip. Honestly, with with, uh, with Fusi, I feel like this this change this changes life. This yeah. trip going to Kenya and and helping the people of Wajir, you know, get their ability to to hear again and see again. I feel like it changed his life and yeah. I've seen a lot of people talking about it um, and I, we've spoken to him in person and he seriously said you know he kept saying like oh he kept saying oh Adam you, you're the one who wanted me to come you, you're the one who suggested me to come Muslims of the world they're the one who brought me here but what got him here was his mom's du'as wow that's yeah. what he said his mom's du'as that was you know, powerful that was super powerful honestly, the mother's du'as is so powerful you know yeah. it could Mother, mother's I feel like mom's du'as is what protects me, you know, and, and your mom's du'as is what protects you. Same, you know, man. the du'a of a mother is what can take you to Jannah. Wow. Honestly, that, that's how I feel like uh, the, the, your mom's du'as is what can take you to Jannah. So, I, so when Yusuf said that, I was like, wow, like his mother's du'a literally got accepted. He was there because one thing about Yusuf, one thing about Fusi, and I'm gonna say this to our our listeners, to our our viewers who are watching. One thing about Yusuf. He's a very nice guy. He's so nice, has a kind heart. He's been through so much. But one thing is, he reads so much comments, reads so much tweets. And if he sees anyone saying something like, oh, you have tattoos, you're haram. Oh, you're, um, you did this, that's haram. Like, he's, he's, he starts becoming like, all right, let me get away. Like, you know what I'm saying? He needs someone to, to keep him. He needed the brothers. He needed yeah. me, Slim, Jadeen, Tone Trump. Mufti, uh, Sajad, he needed all of us to like, you know, to show him that they don't mean nothing. Those people that are saying that, they're just behind a computer, just talking, you know, there's... I mean, behind I, a computer I, I, I understand it at times because uh, like the Muslim community could be very, very toxic. And we all know I, I don't that. Even, you know it, what? it could be no, very toxic. No, no. At this point, it's, it's not even about the Muslim community. Screw, screw the Muslim community being toxic or, or anything like that. You, you know, this is just more about j just making sure... Making sure you're on your faith. You know, Allah's mercy, Allah's mercy is way more important than the Muslim community being toxic. Yeah. Know? Allah's mercy is way more, way more important than that. Think about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Think about that. Screw, That's right, bro. Screw the community being toxic. It's always going to be toxic regardless. You got to remember Allah's mercy. He will definitely forgive you. He will definitely forgive you. If Allah, I remember Mufti, he would always give, that's what I'm saying. I, I get it from him, the, the Mufti, he was teaching us. And I can't wait for him to be on our podcast next week because he is yeah. going to educate everybody. He is so intelligent. You, I cannot you definitely learn something from Mufti Rafiq. Mm -hmm. He's awesome. But um, uh, as I was saying, yeah, so with Yusuf, he, he just becomes like, sometimes it can get to him when people read that. So he just needed brothers, you know, brothers in Islam to be around him. And, and he also needed that experience to go there and see people, you know, have like hear for the first time, see for the first time. So when he's seen that, and a lot of people, what I noticed, a lot of, a, a lot of, a lot of fans or a lot of family members of Yusuf, they were skeptical. They were asking Yusuf, like, are you still Muslim? Like, what, what kind of question is that? Yeah. Like, like, is, is Islam like something that just goes in and out? You know, like, yeah, it's yeah. not something that goes in and out. Yeah, you can't just say it's, that. It's a, that's Muslim? a really weird question, but yes, thing is, is he, he never spoke about like, you know, being a Muslim in a long time. He recently made a video about it. And honestly, I give him a lot of props because it, t it takes a lot of guts to open up about, you know, like his spiritual, uh, his faith in Islam and how his up and downs. Like, that's not like a lot of Muslims won't talk about that publicly, yep. you know? Yep. And the fact that he spoke about it on a public platform, it, it was so deep. And the way he worded everything was so beautiful, man. And, and, and he said in the end, like, you know, like how you, uh, you suggested to bring him on this trip. He's like, but I feel like it was my mother's du'as that made me uh, come on the trip. And it was just... Beautiful, bro. Like, just watching his whole spiritual journey, like, watching his whole spiritual journey, like, it's honestly, like, just, it's so emotional, honestly. Yeah. I'm so happy for him, you know? And at times, like, he, the thing is, he's in LA, you know? And it's it's easy to get pushed away from your dean when you live in, in LA, you know, the city, well, it's, it's, so you know? Like, it's, it's, it's Sin City, I would say, you know? Yeah. But um, it's easy. But when you surround yourself with Muslim brothers and sisters, like, it's, it's not, they'll bring you closer to your faith. Yeah, and, you know? and it's not just bring closer to faith. We also have an amazing time. You know, everyone yeah. everyone is your brother there, your sister there. It's amazing time. We'll play, we're playing, you know, games that like, you know, just regular, like the catchphrase game that we played oh, with yeah. Yasmin. Remember we played um, um, psychology. Like we're just playing games. That Psychiatrists. Psychiatrists. <laughs> you know, it's like psychology. Um, yeah, we're just, we just had laughs, amazing laughs. I, I've Dude. never seen Yusuf laugh like that. So the fact that, and the fact that I saw him you know, finally come out on YouTube and, and talk about Islam again. And he's a Muslim, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and a lot of people go through the same thing he's going through. Yeah, a lot of you people, know? yeah, yeah. So, so I feel like he. this is a life-changing project, not just for the people of Wajir, but also for us, you know? You know, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, oh, we, we're helping these people Wajir, but these people in Wajir, they are helping us. 100%, 100%. They help me, they help you, they help, yeah. they help Yusuf, they help... JD and they helped all of us. They helped all of us this is so a, much. This is a dope quote I learned from Mufti Rafiq. He's like, he's like, we came to help the, uh, these brothers and sisters help and see. He's like, but the thing is, they helped us see. Help, they helped us see clearly. Wow, you know, like he's wow. like, he's like, they say, yeah, no, no, but, uh, no, that's what Mufti Rafiq said. He's like, yo, like they say, seeing is done with the heart. Uh, seeing is done with the eyes, done with the ears, but no, it's done with the heart. You know what I mean? Wow, so like, wow. it was just beautiful, like because. We're going away to, uh, to a small Wajir, a small village in Kenya, to help people see and hear. But honestly, they helped us spiritually. They helped us Allah. build our agenda in the future. Yeah. You know, like, yes, and yes. that's more important. Honestly, that's way more important. And seeing how strong their faith is was so like, like it's, it's so inspiring, yo. Mm -hmm. It's so it's so beautiful because they don't have nothing and they're so strong in faith. And it's like wow, they're stronger. Like. It's strong. It's stronger than me, you know. Like stronger yeah. than my faith, and it, it just strengths. It makes me want to strengthen my faith as well, you know. So like, it's just 
it was overall such a beautiful experience seeing the child here for the first time, seeing him cry, seeing his mother's reaction, and then doing it to the other children that were there. Just it, it was priceless. Like, well, no amount of money could help you experience that, you know, that feeling. And it's so many, like, it was so many kids over there, so many people that needed that help. So to everybody who, who donated and, and, and spread the love and raised awareness, just by raising awareness with Muslims of the world and UMR, you guys helped thousands and thousands of kids and adults and mothers and fathers. Wallah, you guys should honestly be proud of yourselves. I'm, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm proud of, you know, the whole MOTW team for, for making this life-changing project a success, man. Yeah. That helped the whole city, a whole city. A, a, a lot of them who need help, you guys helped them so much. I remember, I remember, um, uh, and as you said, some like going there in person was just, you know, it was more like, it's more like, wow, like it's, when you see in person, it, it hits you, you know? It hits you hard. So it hits you way hard. I saw it hit, hit Yusuf. It hit Yusuf. He started becoming emotional, started crying. Yeah. And, and then that's the day of the, we removed bandages off the, we, we didn't even talk about the, the, the surgery, witnessing the surgery. How do you yeah. feel about witnessing the cat? Because uh, yeah. one, one, one of the first things, after the day we uh, replaced, uh, we gave hearing aids out, uh, we went to the surgery room and they showed us the procedure for cataract, cataract surgery. So basically cataract, if you don't know what cataracts is, it is, uh, is an opacity of the lens that, uh, that caused by old age and uh, extreme weather conditions. So like, yeah. like hot weather and stuff. So wow. like, in, in their eye, they can't really see that well. You know, they're like, it's like pure blind. So like most of, these, uh, most of these patients have it like in one eye. Some of them have it in both eyes. And, and in the and eyes they have it in, it's they're completely blind. They totally can't see nothing. And, and the cataract surgery is a procedure that they take out something with like... The, I, I, I saw them the doing cataracts. it. They take it out. First, they do, it takes like a day. So the, the, the being the ability to hear again was just an hour. And... The being ability to to see again was a whole day. Twenty four hours. So after the surgery, it takes twenty four hours to recover, and then you remove the bandages, yeah. and that's what we did on the third day. So the second day, they showed us the procedure of uh, cataract surgery. They opened up the eye, they removed the cataracts, and then they replace it with a, a different lens. And then after that, uh, they wrap it up with bandages, and then uh, gives twenty. They give the patient twenty four hours until we could remove it for them to see again. And the moment the moment you remove it. Whether it's one, whether it's two, they wipe. They start wipe. They wipe it. They take out the little like mucus or like eye boogers or something, and then out of nowhere, like the the eye just you kind of see it like it rolls a little bit and it comes back, and then they just like they start blinking. Walla and Subhanallah, they, they they just start they start seeing. You start telling them what number is this, what number is that, and they they tell you, and that's how you know if they're able to well, see. It's, it's so touching. That, they it's give so them, touch um, and see all that yeah, person. They dude. give them those shades to like to to not let the sun. You, you know, hit them. How was yours when you did yours? Oh, man. Yo, my one, I'm telling you, my one was, I, I feel like my one was the most emotional one because I remember the first person we went to, he was wearing pink, a pink thobe. Yeah. Fly pink thobe. It looked so fly. And I really hope I, I meet him again soon, inshallah, because he honestly made, he made my whole life. Wallace, he made my whole life. He was wearing pink. He was, the first, he was in your vlog that you, you recorded his surgery, son. Oh, yeah? His name is Adam. Oh, yeah. I recorded a surgery name Adam. His name is Adam. His name was Adam, just like my name. You, you recorded a surgery after they did his anesthesia and then they did a surgery. You you, you vlogged it. And then the next day, 24 hours later, I saw him again. I was like, yo, Adam. Like I, you know, I kind of favored him because his name is Adam. And yeah. and he was, I was helping him. And he kept holding my hand like this, like, you know, walking. He was 88 years old. Wow. 88 years old. Wow. So when I, when I seen him, I took off. I took off the, the bandages. I saw him again. I was like, yo, what's up? How you doing? I took off the bandages, bandages, 
and I started telling him, uh, and I learned a little bit. Um, uh, I learned a little bit Somali just to like communicate with them, just to show, just so you know, just so he feels more comfortable. But yeah, but I feel like he he wanted to speak to me in English, you know, just to show that he's speaking English. Oh wow! So I was like, what's this? He's like two, three. Hey. And then he was so happy. You could see in his face. Uh, he was so happy. He like he was getting it right. Yeah. He was so happy. He was getting it right. Well, and then and then I told him why could and then he could just kept smiling. And then I gave him the shades even off camera after it was done. I just kept talking with him. He was so so happy. Well, like and, and as I was saying, I seen Yusuf doing his one. Like he was taking off each of us even off camera. There was so much more people that we had yeah. to help. You know, we did one video and we uploaded it just for you guys to, to show you guys to help you guys you to know? show y'all the process basically, the just, process, yeah. to just just to show y'all where y'all money is going. You know, like to to the people of Wajir, and there was way more that we had to take out. And I remember with Yusuf, he took out one of them, and then he kept taking out another one. Then he, he just started crying because the, the the fact that they were able to see again, and he just started, he just became emotional. And then yeah, emotional because one of the women's uh the one of the ladies saw him crying, and then she made a dua for him. You know, like, yeah, he's, like, she, like he's like, wow, you're making a dua for me? You know, like, and she's like, yeah. look where she's coming from. You know, wow. like, and the it should fact be like that, the opposite kind of, you know, but like, wow. Yeah. And, yeah. and the fact that they, they didn't speak, they didn't speak, Um, uh, she didn't speak English. Yusuf didn't speak Somali. So when she saw him crying, she just randomly, she didn't know who Yusuf was. She just randomly went up to him. She saw him crying. She's the one that tried to make him tell him like, yo, like. She was comforting him. Yeah. yeah she's comforting him. Yeah. And you're right. It, it should be the opposite. Well, that's. <laughs> It's just beautiful, oh, man. It's just man. beautiful to see their faith and how strong their faith is. And, oh, man, and just seeing Fusi's spiritual journey, it was so beautiful. Just witnessing it, seeing how emotional he got and see how much, uh, how close he got to, uh, how much closer he got to his dean after this is, is it was nice to experience and witness, you know? So, like, I'm happy we all went on this together. You know, every single one of us, everybody that came with us on this trip literally became family to us, you know? Like, like, like I said, we all came from different backgrounds, different stories, but one family, you know, Muslims of the world, different, different Muslims, you know? So wow, wow. it was just, man, it was just, it was just a humbling experience. And for Yusuf, I wish him nothing but the best from now. And I really hope he does more stuff like this um, with MOTW because I feel like he, he needs more stuff like that. And he needs to be more around, you know, uh, us, you know, or, or other brothers and sisters who are Muslim who can, who can help him because, as you said, in LA, you could, it's easy to just be forgotten and get away, get away from it. Yeah, especially when you hang out with, like, if you're not, if you're not around like Muslims, like, I mean, like, I understand, like, if you live in LA, but like, I feel like you should always try to surround yourself with your people at least, you know, yeah. once in a while because yeah. it's just, it's just better for you, you know, like, yeah, you, you can't forget your roots, you know. Yeah, you get what I'm trying to say. Everyone wants to keep their home and family safe, whether it's from a break-in, a fire, flooding, or medical emergency. Simply Safe Home Security delivers an award-winning 24-7 protection. With Simply Safe, you don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors, you get the best professional monitors in the business. They got your back day and night, ready to send police, fire, or EMTs when you need them most straight to your door. My experience with Simply Safe, it is high-quality equipment. As you guys know, I live in a house and I need security because without security, you won't be protected. So Simply Safe has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. You can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It is so easy. Then Simply Safe's professionals take over, monitoring your home 24-7 and ready to send help the moment there's an alarm. Plus, with Simply Safe, there's no long-term contract, no hidden fees or installation costs. Nope. And right now, our listeners, you can get a free home security camera 
when you purchase a Simplest Safe system at simplestsafe.com slash profiled. That is simplysafe.com slash profiled. And you also get a 60-day risk-free trial. So there's nothing to lose. Visit simplysafe.com slash profiled for your free security camera today. That's simplysafe.com slash profiled. S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash P-R-O-F-I-L-E-D. Thank you. Yeah, and I remember, um, uh, so last year, Muslims of the World, they, they went to the same city, Wajir. In February, um, in February. In, in February, not even last year, yeah. 2020. Um, Tone Trump was there also. Yeah. So there was a guy, his name was Suleiman, I believe. Yeah, Suleiman, yeah. He got his eyesight he's the, he, he's the one on the cover of the, the campaign. Wow, no That's way. His face, yeah. Really? Oh, That's wow. his cover of uh, yeah. the campaign. So, so he, did you see when he went to, when he went to Tone? He was... Yeah. He, he came pretty much again just to like visit, yeah, just to visit, like to see the other people. Together. And he told, he told, he told uh, MOTW Muslims of the World that you guys changed my life. Thank you so much. He's like, I, I strongly recommend. He said, like, I went to everybody in my village and I strongly recommend them to to come get the surgery. It's life changing. I love you guys. You know, like he's like he was making wow. dua. He's like, you guys forever changed my life forever. You know, wow, he was so he happy. Traveled, and he traveled so far just to visit. You wow. Know? Yeah, and he remembered Tone. I, I remember, I remember yeah. him seeing Tone. And then he just gave Tone a big, big hug, man. Well, and, and I think I, I seen Tone. He was giving away his shirt. He was giving away his sneakers. He was giving away, um, like he was giving away like some of his clothes. And, and I seen the people there, like walking around, with the, just so happy, just to have a regular, like a regular shirt, you know, a regular MOTW shirt. They were just so, so happy, man. Honestly, yeah. the, the, the most little things that you can, you can, you can do there, they will be so, so happy. And over here, it's like such a different world. When we come back here, it's such a different world. Yeah. One thing such that was beautiful, too, it was nice. You know, Suf, Suf uh, he gave, uh, I seen him give away his Air Force Ones to some, this one guy, and his, his, I believe his name was Muhammad. And when he gave him the Air Force Ones, he was so happy. The guy was like. And he, he, Suf made a connection with him. He didn't just, Suf didn't just come out of nowhere and, and say, oh, here you go. Here's my Air Force. He had a connection with that guy, Muhammad. He was talking with him the day before. He was taking pictures with him. And then. Suf just did it out of love, you know, gave him Air Forces here, sneakers, you know, and it just, it made it. You know, you know what's so nice about the guy? Yeah. The guy tried to, he tried to give him his sandals. He's like, yo, take my sandals. And then Suf was like, nah, nah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like, you, you let him keep it. And the guy was just, he was just so grateful, like, just to have these pair of sneakers, you know, like, he was definitely like, the freshest person yeah. in Wajir with he those. Like, with yeah, Force. yeah, the Air Force Ones is matching his stove and everything. It was, it was, it was nice to see, man. It was the whole connection also there. Like, you get to connect with the people there as, as people, as one on one, you get to know them. You get to because we were there for around four days in in Wajir, and each day you sometimes you'll see the same people there because they're coming back for like other people, other treatments. So what, what do we have for food every day in Wajir? We had the same. It was same food. Some people they didn't eat. The one meat. thing, one thing, yeah, one thing that was very uh, a different experience yeah. was I tried goat meat for the first time. You tried I it too, tried right? Goat? I never tried goat ever. Yes, you did try. It. You ate. You've eaten goat before in your life. Goat is kharuf. You've never eaten goat in your life, son? No. Son, yes, you did. Trust me. I don't think I ate Hanith goat. Hanif is goat. Hanif is not goat. It's baby lamb. Lamb, goat, same thing. No, it's not. Yes, it is, Slim. Lamb is different than goat. Slim. Goat, you ate goat before. Trust me. I don't know. You did eat goat it's, before. It's different. I don't know. Like In Kenya, it's different. I mean, because... No, no. So, Tone, you know what it is? Tone, he... he he, he, he just it's puts different. It. Yeah, the, the goat, <laughs> even the chicken there is different. It's different there because their meat is literally like... This is what they do in Wajir. This is what they're doing, Wajir. Oh, what you want? You want to go? All right. They, they literally go. They'll literally go 
to the goat, slaughter the goat, you'll get it fresh. You know what I'm saying? Fresh. But like at the same time, some people like they don't know. It, it can upset some people's stomach. You know, th- that's why. Some people it can upset their stomach. But it's it's goat it's was on the like menu that. every single day in the hotel. Goat, in the five star yeah. hotel we stayed at. Every single day we there was rice, beans, goat, chicken. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and for breakfast was just like little bread or like pancake. Um, uh chapati. Yeah, chapati. Yeah, chapati. Yeah. I miss chapati. <laughs> I had that every single day, man. Yeah, tone, dope, tone. Yeah. Don't think about tone. Tone. Like, he makes me die. Like, cause like he doesn't eat nothing, bro. Like, it was to the point like where people was yeah. kind of worried about him. Yeah. You know, like they were they worried about him. Like, cause the only thing he had is yo, can I get a small rice? <laughs> yeah, like, he just ate, he just ate rice. And tone also tone is someone that we want on our podcast. Yo, so he, he's an interesting dude. He would definitely. He also helped me out so much during this trip. He made it because he went there the first time with Muslims of the world, so he kind of knew everything that went on, and he made everything go so smooth, so smooth. Yeah, like, let's get that done. Let's get this done, and. And just he made us help more. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have helped as much people as we did. You know what I'm saying? We wouldn't have it, it wouldn't have have been that like that smooth and easy. So huge shout out to Tone Trump. He made everything go super super. I, I can't I can't wait to go down to Philly, bro. To to, Yo, to, yeah, him to yeah. tell his story. Awesome. He's such he's such a smooth talker. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a cool a, guy. He's a funny. He's funny. He was roasting everybody on the trip. We had a good time. He's bro. funny and he's also very very inspirational. He's wise. Too, very wise. Very too. wise and inspirational. Yeah. He, he taught me a lot, honestly. Well, like, he taught me. He was like my big bro. Well, honestly, he taught yeah, yeah. me. He taught me so much. So I can't wait to also have him on a podcast. Mufti, Tone Trump, and inshallah, also also Souf, man. MOTW, man. You guys made a dream team. Yeah, literally and dream team. Like we we, we covered so much yeah, together. We, everyone, we, did, we, did, we did a lot together. We want the whole our viewers and listeners to, to get to know you know everyone in the in the MOTW team that came with us to Kenya. Seriously, we want everyone to get to know them. It was a dream come true. For us to go there, because as me and some yeah. said, they helped us. They helped me. I'm a changed person now. Yeah. It's like you know when you go to Umrah and you come back and you become yeah. like. I never went to Umrah, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, you wouldn't know, but you <laughs> will know. You won't know soon, inshallah, man. But it's like that when you go to Umrah, come back, you become changed, you become humbled. You is different. So that's the feeling you have now. That's how it is with Umrah. Maybe even more with Umrah, you know. But this one is uh, has its ways. You know, has, it's different. It's different. It's very, very different because we went to a third world country. We helped people. Get their vision back. Yo, yeah, yeah. I remember one of the coolest things. Uh, after we'd done all, uh, like, you know, our campaign, uh, we had, uh, we went to the city and um, went to the souk in uh, Wajir. And that, that was such an experience. It was such a different experience. We went, we went to the souk and we started walking around for a bit. I swear, for we were there for, like, one minute. We just, uh, Adam was trying to buy some qats. I was, I, I just wanted to get qats because yeah. we're Yemeni. And my dad has always told me, he always told me, he was like, from 5,000 years ago, Years ago, in, in Yemen, when they would get cat, it's from Kenya. They get Kenya got the <laughs> Wait, best. Before, before, fat. before that, before we, before we went to the souk, I remember this funny story. What? Uh, we was in the souk. Yeah. Uh, we were, uh, and J was so. I was sitting next to J and he was so like, like he was like, "Yo, this is so cool." He's like, recording everything on his phone. Yeah. And I think uh, some of the women saw him recording. And she got like a little piece of wood and she just chugged it through the window in our car yeah. and hit him. Yeah. <laughs> like she just threw a piece of wood and yeah. she, and she, at JD. I, think I, I, I was like, it. yo, JD. I'm like, what yeah. the? And I caught that on camera too. Like she just threw it. I mean, yeah, you have to be careful too when you're, when you're going to cities, like main cities of, of different countries. You just never know what goes on. So you have to be extra careful, especially putting a camera on someone's face. In a main city of, of strangers, you know. Yeah. So, but and then also, uh, we, so we were trying yeah, we to get went some, to the soup. Yeah, you trying to get some cats, right? Yeah, they were trying to rip me off. All right. Yeah they, yeah, they were trying to rip me off, and then we we had a security guard with us, and Adam, I, I didn't get to see this with my own eyes, but you told me, and Yusuf told me, and I was dying laughing. He, they were just trying to like rip us off, like 
ten of us like it's thirty forty dollars for the khat, but the khat was actually like five ten dollars. But the security, uh, as security, he got so mad. Yo, I swear, Slim, he just he slapped the crap out of the dude right in between his neck, right here. No way. He just went like he looked at him like like why are you trying to hustle? He just went, boom, so hard. <laughs> they do the same thing in Yemen. They, they hit you. Oh, that's because wild. If you don't get hit, then you 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 don't really learn your lesson. You know. You know what what's I mean? crazy? I didn't hear. I didn't see it because the reason why is. As soon as we arrived there, to, and Adam was looking at the class, we 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 made such a big scene in the in the whole little village, like because like they just see a bunch of American kids in their village, like you know, trying to see like what, what happened. It was like we're, it's like we were aliens, like well, like, I swear to God, yeah. I was looking at the table, I turned my back, it was like thirty people like just yeah. watching. I was like, yeah, like like what's up? What they doing? So that's what you got. They were so interesting, yeah. like what we're doing, and then someone just started build, having a little ruckus with Jadine. Yeah, and Jadine got mad, and Jadine's like. My name's JD. Yeah, my name's JD. Yeah. That's the only time I've ever seen JD aggressive because he's the <laughs> nicest dude I've ever met in my life. Well, like, Jay, man, honestly, yeah. Jay, well, like, he's the sweetest yeah. kid I've ever met in my life, bro. He, he just so something about Jay. He's just he's so innocent, man. He's so well, pure. Like, he's so, he's so pure. pure. And and as Tone said, Jay JD is someone that I would let my daughter marry. Like that's, that, that's I, what Tone said. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what Tone said. When Tone said, yeah, I, I don't have a daughter, but. If, she, I, I if I did, yeah. I want the type of guy you to be like. Yeah, same here. Same here. I say the same thing. I don't have a daughter, but if I did, Jadine is the man that I would love my daughter to marry. That's that's that's, 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 a, that's a dope compliment. I, I love yeah. Jadine, bro. I yeah, swear, that, I love that's that. That's an dude. amazing compliment. Yeah, that, that's like compliment of the yeah, year, like. dude. Like he's just so positive. He's so yeah. full of energy. You know, like he's, he's I'm happy so for smiley. Him, I'm yeah. super happy for him that he, what he's doing right now. You know, with his even with his music, he always has a has a theme to it. You know, he always has good. It just good vibes with him, everything. But Bro, the funniest he, thing ever yeah. is when Slim, <laughs> Slim and uh, Slim and Slim and Jay, they were yeah. just like chilling, listening, listening to his new song, and then Soup went in on him. Oh. Soup went in on. Uh, oh, I, on I'm him. gonna explain everything. I'll explain. Cause all, uh, all you guys knocked what out. What happened? Basically, that night, that night, everybody fell asleep. Everybody was went to sleep that night. Yeah, I was tired. Yeah, and then I went down to to the front. That's what I loved about YG. We just like. I, I was going in front to see who was up and awake and who was yeah. chilling. And the Wi-Fi is so bad. So yeah, the Wi-Fi is trash. Chill. So you, you have, have to, yeah, yeah, this Wi-Fi is so trash out there. Wi-Fi is so bad. I've yeah, never, you have to chill. like, wow. Like, I've never been to a place with no Wi-Fi. But the thing that, is, that just shows. Yeah, it just shows, like, how, how they're living out there. So it was, it was Jay and Suf, me and Jay, Dean and Suf, and we're chilling. We were chilling all night that night. It was, like, at 2 a.m., and then Soup's like, I'm going to go use the bathroom. He yeah. went to go use the bathroom. He, he did for like oh, 30 so minutes. Yeah, he does. But he did for 30 minutes. Like, I mean, and then Jay oh, okay. started listening. Uh, he was playing He was playing me his unreleased music. Yo, he had, that, honestly, that song, yeah. that, that video, that whole video from that song, well, that, was, that sounded sick. Like, Bro, he, I listened, we, we ran through, we listened to like six of his songs, seven of his songs. He has like, he has so many songs, like unreleased songs, unleashed yeah. tracks. Yeah. Jay Dean got some bangers on the way, y'all, by the way. Yeah. He has some bangers on the way. Like, yeah. he has some really good music. And I was listening. I was like, yo, this is hard. Next one. It goes hard. And then we listen to this new joint, right? It's like the seventh song he was showing me. And I was just listening to it. JD's vibe. In the video, you see JD like going hard. He's like, you know, he's, <laughs> he's vibing. And then Suf comes out of nowhere and he makes that noise. Yeah. And well, when I heard it, I was like, we, we both were startled. Hold on, hold on. Let me try, let's try to make that noise. He, it goes something like, I don't know. No, I can't even do it. Something like that. No, right? bro, I can't even do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like I don't ooh, know, like, ooh, he, he did that ah, noise. No, that video, no, like, that video, it. of both of you guys. Oh my God! Let's go. Well, let's go. What was going through your mind when you when you heard that? So, so the first, first time. the first time I heard the noise, uh, we got startled. Jaden in the video was the funniest because when he heard it before me, he went just. Yeah. Like his his neck snapped like an eagle. Walla, <laughs> he's got so serious. And I was like, Yo, lower that. You heard that? I was like, Yo, you heard that? 
And, then, and after that, he got up first. Like, Jaden was ready to dip on me, bro. He was ready to leave me right behind. And after that, we got, we're both getting up. And then Soup makes the noise again. And I just react. I scream. And then Jaden dips. Yeah. He ran to the exit already, bro. He was already out. And, well, I, I picked my head up and I saw Soup recording. Damn. And I was laughing. What I was you like, thought Yo. it was? I thought it was a bat. A bat, yeah, because they were saying there was like bats. Running. You know why I thought it was a bat? Because the day before, literally, the, literally the day before, we were all chilling late night, and Tone was sitting down, right? Yeah. And then he he, uh, he was sitting down in his chair, and Subhanallah, this is crazy. This is why I say, uh, this is this is why Allah is the best of planners. So Soup, uh, uh, Tone's sitting down, right? Yeah. He he gets a phone call from his wife. Yeah. He gets up to enter his phone call. He walks away. Yeah. And then, voila, before he comes back, I see a big-ass tarantula in the back of his chair. Yeah, I remember, I saw it story. was huge. It was like the size of my hand. It's wow. so big. The biggest tarantula I've ever seen. It was wow. huge, bro. Wow. It was right behind the chair. Imagine that shit bit him. Wow, his wife saved him from, like, yeah, like bringing him, taking him away. That, phone that spider in. was on me or on him, it, it would have been, you never know. It could have been poisonous, you know? Yeah. That, 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 that spider was colorful and huge. It was, that, it was a very big, it was a tarantula. It was yeah. huge. That yeah. was a big, big spider. That's why I was scared. I was like, yo, there's some really wild animals out here in Wa- yeah. Wajir. Like, and, and wild you, dogs. And then you hear Souf going, Aah! Yeah, and he makes that noise in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. You know, me and Jadeen. Jadeen said he thought a cat was getting eaten alive. Really? What the <laughs> Well, he thought a cat was getting eaten alive. Getting... <laughs> That's a crazy sound. I never, like, I've never heard a sound like that. I never, I, th- I never knew a human yo, can make a sound like that. After that, you and, uh, oh my God. After that, you, Souf, and Jay scared me, bro. Oh, that yeah. was, yo, um, Yusuf's going to upload it on his YouTube channel. You guys scared me after that. Oh, boy. But no one has seen that video. You guys will probably see, I don't know, today or tomorrow on, on uh, Fuisi YouTube's channel. Yeah. But, yo, that that shit is scary, man. That, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't play with stuff like that. Well, honestly. So the reason why it's funny I'm with you because like, you, you, have, you had animals in your room the whole time. So, like. I didn't have animals. What did you, th- what'd you think it was? Bro, honestly, I thought it was a live animal in my room. I thought it was, like, some weird animal. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, a, I don't know. I thought it was just some next animal in the room. <laughs> Because, you know what's crazy? The day before, in my room, I was just laying down. I heard something like this. In my room. Imagine, like, I'm laying down sleeping, and I hear this. And I'm like, who's that? Who's it big? It was like a big, like, I don't know. It was like a big bug, like this flying bug, like, just traveling. Like, wow. Going from place to place. Like then I was like, yo, I took I took the my slipper. I just, I just like, just hit it. I hit it, and, like, yo, it got bloody. Well, like, the whole wall was blood, like ah. from the bug. It was disgusting. But honestly, as I was, uh, as I was saying, man, like being here and just ha- just having a roof on top of your head, just having like a bed, you know, it just makes you feel grateful. Like Alhamdulillah, like that Allah didn't put you through those difficulties, man. I always say Alhamdulillah, you know. That's why you always got always be thankful. Thank Allah. Definitely, honestly, definitely. Yeah. Alhamdulillah for everything. Seriously, because. Well, it made, it made, everything made me more grateful. Like, I thought growing up, I didn't, we didn't have much. You know, you, th- you thought growing up, you didn't have much. I thought me I thought me at the projects. Yeah. I thought me, like, going through the projects, like, I, I thought I had it bad. I thought I had it bad. But honestly, man, it's not about people having it worse. It's, it's the fact that, like, I was blessed being in the projects. I was, I was blessed being in the projects and having a bed, having a place to sleep. Having a mom and dad to cook for me, having an oven, you know, I was I was blessed to have that. So, because when I go there and see nobody having no bed, no ha- twenty people in a little hut, like it looked like a little rock. It kind of looked like, um, like Patrick, Patrick's house. You know, Patrick from SpongeBob. Yeah. Well, their houses look literally like a rock. Well, wow, wow, that's crazy. You put it that way. And one thing that's pretty sad. I remember we was in the city of Nairobi, 
and uh, we visited the city. We went to the mall. We checked out everything. And yo, Nairobi has probably the worst traffic I've ever seen in oh any country. God. Close to three hours. Yo, because like it's only one road. It's very small, and it's it, the the road does not move because there's everybody's out there driving. There's like five million people in the city. Uh, and while we're driving, it's like people in the highway that will come up to your window. You know, a lot of people from the slums because in Nairobi, they have the it's the biggest slums in the world. Yeah. A lot of people, this is like the slums is very big over there. So yeah. people come up to the window. They don't really have much. And we had Popeyes. I mean, we had Popeyes. We had KFC. It was K- 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 <laughs> I KFC. KFC. Yeah, so we have K- I had KFC chicken. And um, oh, well, and broke yeah, yeah. Heart. A little girl, like she's like seven years old, eight years old. She comes up to the window. And then she's asking us for cash, and we didn't have cash on us. So like, I don't have no cash. Yeah, she looked at and then she, 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 she chicken, just, yeah, she looks at my Popeye's chicken. She's like, KFC Ooh, chicken. KFC nice. Chicken. I'm like, you want one? And, she, and then she she wanted it, so I gave her one. And she's like, can I have one more for my mom? She yeah. asked. She 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 literally thought about her mom, bro. Like wow. she really thought about her mom. And I was like, you know what? I gave her another piece of chicken. And, and, and then it was crazy because she literally took the chicken. She looked at it and then ran to her mom, gave her one. She yeah. took it and she, she looked at it like it was gold, bro. Like, wow. like they don't eat like that. They don't eat like Popeye's chicken is luxury for them. So you know, KFC. Like, KFC. Yeah, KFC chicken. <laughs> KFC chicken. KFC, whatever. But like the they don't eat like that. You know, they don't eat like yeah. like chick. They don't get chicken like. Well, that. It honestly, made me feel it like next time if you ever do go there, like it made me want to go back to KFC and get another like ten piece and like yeah, because more people started coming and they would, they would look at the chicken. I swear, man, Slim Walla, you you have you have a kind heart, man. Slim literally gave. He only ate one piece of chicken. It was a seven piece of chicken. And we were hungry because it was a whole three hour journey to get home. And we haven't eaten nothing all day. Mm. Slim gave away literally every piece of chicken because someone was just like, I can't. Like, some yeah. couldn't. He couldn't. By looking at them, he couldn't. He just had to give them, like, because they were just looking at, we didn't have cash, but they started yeah. looking at the, the, the chicken. They were like, please, can you give me chicken, please? Like, they, and seeing them just kind of like begging for the chicken. Yeah. They really, they just, just want to eat, man. Yeah. They're not getting the money for drugs, for alcohol, for anything. They just want to eat. They just want to live another day. You know, yeah. so it's, it's, it's different. It's, well, it hits, it hits differently when you experience that and see everything in person. Well, uh, this whole Africa trip, this whole trip to Africa, my first time in, well, in East Africa. Yeah. You know, my first time out there. You know, I've been it's to Egypt, tri- which is North Africa. Yeah, a trip to remember. A trip to remember, 100%. Yeah. Like the, the memories we had, the laughs. We had a lot of laughs. Yeah. A lot of laughs, man. Just a lot of laughs. Like uh, so, much, so much genuine laughs. You know, genuine just having laughs. a great time, all of us together. Each time for... Breakfast, lunch, dinner, all of us were always together. The whole team, MOTW, all of us were always together. It was, a fa- it was literally a family. Inshallah, we, we do much more projects together. Like, oh, that whole crew. Maybe, inshallah, we add more people. I don't know. We you know, want to bring more people around the world, you know, around the Muslims of the world. Even people who are not Muslim and sh- should, should, should come also. Because yeah. there's a lot of non-Muslims who are also fans of, of MOTW, Muslims of the world. They love they love the work that they do. So, yeah. It's just it was more, just so more, more more projects to come though, hundred percent. Inshallah, we're gonna inshallah, be, we're gonna, we're gonna be doing a lot more stuff like this in the future. Inshallah, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, we're just gonna stay busy, keep doing our thing. Um, but we're finally. It feels uh, it feels weird to be back in America. It really so does because so we was out there for a really long time. Uh, inshallah, to many many more projects like this coming soon. Mean Slim, seriously, like I, as we said, you know, we work hard with YouTube. You know, we train to to, to look the best inside the ring. You know, we um uh, want to do the best podcast for you guys, but also, you know, for ourselves, for our faith, you, you know, for outside the ring and everything. Me and Slim, we want to do life-changing projects like this much, much more, much more charity projects. You know, as you guys know, we did it. We had a charity boxing match, me, Slim, and Yusuf. We raised over 200,000 pounds for Yemen. And now we did this project for Kenya and raised over half a million yeah. for the, the people of Wajir. 
you know, to, to help them to get their ability to see and hear again. So it, it just inspires me. Well, it's, it's like Muhammad Ali, man. Muhammad Ali is someone that I, I look up to because not just in the ring, he was doing the best, but also out the ring, he was doing the best to give back to the world because yeah. they need us. You, you know, if we're fortunate. If we're fortunate, you know, you don't need to be rich to help the needy. All you need is, is to have a heart, honestly. So you don't need to be a millionaire. You don't need to, to have all the money in the world. Even if you have a, a nothing, you know, you can still give something to help the people in need. Yeah, So 100%. We rise by lifting others, as one would say. Man, so. Yeah, inshallah, man. I really hope um, you guys enjoyed everything that, you know, me and Slim. Our whole story. You know, our whole journey of this life-changing project. Woo. This is just one of many. And as um, we told you guys, we have many, many more secret projects coming soon. Many more stuff coming soon. Um, um, we're just giving, letting it go slowly by slowly. You know, just li- living. We're just living life day by day, man. Yeah. Next week we're gonna have Mufti Rafiq on the podcast. And the week after that we we'll have, have Tone Trump. Trump. And, and the week, week after, after that we're gonna, we're gonna have, have Suf. And the week after that we're gonna have Jay Palfrey. And the week after that we're gonna have. We'll see what's up. We'll see what's up. What Khalid, I wanna get Khalid, your brother, also Khalid Al Bah. Um. Yeah. Until yeah. next time, we'll see you guys next week. Make sure you guys uh, thumbs up this video if you guys are watching this. Rate it five stars if you guys are listening. Follow us on Instagram at Adam Saleh, at Slim underscore Slimification. Um, it's been real, y'all. It's been real. Thank y'all for listening, Social Profiles family. See you next week with another brand new episode. And uh, peace. Love y'all.